Chapter 20. What Not to Do In a race up and to the right, there will always be losers. By now you can guess my advice if, after all this work, you're ranked lower than you expected in the Magic Quadrant. Stay the course. Keep on plugging away. Of course, every organization has to choose what battles to fight. I highly suggest that taking Gartner to task publicly is a losing proposition. Let's look at two examples still talked about in analyst circles. First, from a giant, Oracle. Second, from a small player, ZL Technologies. Betsy Burton, one of Gartner's most senior analysts, once famously criticized Ellison in a report titled Oracle Under Fire. She said prices were too high and database performance was low and buggy. Ellison lashed back. In a book about Oracle, Software, An Intimate Portrait of Larry Ellison and Oracle, 2003, written primarily by Matthew Simmons, Larry Ellison says, Betsy Burton uses a more random approach. She publishes her results without any supporting data or details about her methodology. You can't check a damn thing. You have to take her word for it. Ellison also went on the warpath. He had his own people compile a list of all the times Gartner had been wrong in a crusade to discredit their insights. He tasked his team to go back through historical Gartner research notes and highlight all of Gartner's mistakes and miscalls. Those documents have mysteriously disappeared, but I recall they included the prediction that OS2 would become the operating system of choice for the enterprise and ATM into the desktop would be the networking technology that would win over TCP IP. The goal, of course, was to taint Gartner's reputation and ability to predict winners and losers. Oracle was a Gartner client and spent big money on the relationship. Ellison had even appeared on the stage at Symposium, but he took criticism of his baby personally. The results from Ellison's tirade are mixed. He generated a lot of attention, and he surely alienated Betsy Burton. Oracle and Gartner are both doing very well today, so obviously this clash of titans did not result in the death of either. My advice is that you should go to the mat with Gartner only if you are the billionaire CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. In May 2009, a small email archiving company, ZL Technologies, formerly Ziplip, sued Gartner over the magic quadrant. According to Tom Formisky, writing at Silicon Valley Watcher, their complaint included claims that Gartner's use of their proprietary magic quadrant is misleading and favors large vendors with large sales and marketing budgets over smaller innovators, such as ZL, that have developed higher-performing products. The complaint alleges defamation, trade libel, false advertising, unfair competition, and negligent interference with prospective economic advantage. Fair disclosure on conflicts of interest. Gartner generates its revenues from payments made by the same vendors whose products it evaluates. Similar to the new rules now being imposed on financial ratings agencies on Wall Street, Gartner should be required to disclose the revenues received from the vendors it ranks. Fair disclosure on evaluation scores. The tech industry would benefit if Gartner were required to disclose more data in its evaluation process and disclose component score so vendors know exactly where they're lacking and buy how much and take corrective action. Currently, there is zero disclosure, which can lead to arbitrary placement with no recourse and no basis for appeal. This litany is practically the playbook for every vendor who has whined about their positioning in the Gartner Magic Quadrant. Is some of it true? Well, for sure, large established vendors get preference. Don't forget that Gartner's client base is 80% late adapters, and the Magic Quadrants are targeted at their needs. 
Yes, analysts should be on top of their markets, and they should be identifying disruptive changes. They do track the up-and-coming vendors and watch them carefully, but they're not going to push them up and to the right prematurely. ZL used their suit to make a case that their email archiving product was faster than Symantec's product, which Gartner had put in the leader's quadrant. The judge in this case found predominantly in favor of Gartner. He gave ZL Technologies 30 days to respond to a judgment and then maintained his findings after ZL filed an update. ZL's statement about the judgment. ZL believes that Gartner's overwhelming influence on large corporations' purchasing decisions and its inaccurate ratings, including its bias in favor of large vendors, combined to pose major competitive hurdles that hurt smaller, innovative vendors across all technology sectors. The harm falls not only on new and innovative companies like ZL, but on the enterprise customers who receive faulty purchasing advice and, as a result, overspend on inferior technology. And two years later, after an expensive and fruitless battle, ZL Technologies proudly issued a press release when they were included as visionaries in the Gardner Magic Quadrant. San Jose, California, December the 5th, 2011. ZL Technologies Incorporated, a leader in enterprise information archiving solutions for large enterprises, announced today that it has earned a coveted spot in the visionary segment of Gartner's annual Magic Quadrant review of key vendors in the enterprise information archiving space. Coveted? Wow. So, what do you do if you feel there's been an egregious miscarriage of justice? Work with Gartner to resolve it. Gartner does have an office of the ombudsman. Start there. Be professional. Do not make your grievance public. Keep it civil and do not attack the analyst personally.